and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, my good friend, South Dan Chum, the bearded legend, Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everybody. Happy Easter, happy Passover, or whatever you were or weren't celebrating this past week. Uh, welcome back. This is episode number 139. We've got quite a busy show for you this week, despite only now having one game uh, to review, which was the must-win game away at Geisley. We've got a full week's roundup of news, plus your reactions. So without further ado, let's crack on with our friends over at the Supporters Club. Yep, so just one trip to tell you about this week. That's Macclesfield on Saturday, the 14th of April. The departure time for this one is 9am, so an early start. And this will cost you £27 for an adult fare and £24 for a concession fare. And as always, there's a £3 surcharge for non-members to book, and you can do this in the Supporters Club pre- or post-match, or on the travel line on 07722-135970. Yep, as always. So, very, very short um, intro this week. So, moving on then to uh, the past week, the week that was. On Monday, the 26th of March, it was... Alex Lawless's 33rd birthday, so happy birthday to Alex. Yep, and in the morning, Bradley Hayden, reporting for the local Guardian, revealed that Ebu Adams is in talks with the O's over a permanent move. However, no deal has been reached, and the club will have to act quickly if they want to snap up Ebu, as he has also attracted interest from both Football League and National League clubs. And I think we've alluded to it a bit there. We need to sign Ebru Adams, basically. Yeah, that that's not sort of news news as such, but I think it's interesting that you know he mentions that football league clubs are interested. That doesn't surprise me either. How high up the football league pyramid they go, uh, I don't know. But I think from what Ebu has said and how comfortable and happy he, he is here with us playing football, the appreciation that the fans have shown him, the welcome that he's got, you'd argue quite convincingly that if he's going to sign for a national league club, it would be us. And if he doesn't sign for us, then he'd probably be playing top end of League Two, yeah. probably lower end of League One, maybe maybe someone like that. And I, I think our chance of signing him are pretty decent. It'd be a massive coup, I think, if we get him. I think yeah. it'd be massive, and hopefully, you know, we can make it work. And fingers crossed. Yeah, I don't think it'd be down to money. It'd be a question of whether or not he wants to play his football here or not. Um, so yeah Tuesday the 27th of March CEO Danny Macklin took over the club's Twitter account at 6 o'clock and hosted a Twitter Q&A in which catering ticket pricing merchandise scoreboards and a lot more were discussed and that went on for well over an hour so more great work from the club and kudos to everybody involved and for Danny you know for working that late just to sort of have that that Q&A with people yeah you got a lot a lot of questions answered in a short space of time. So yeah. well done to Danny, well done to Elliot and all at the club. And in the evening, there were three National League matches uh, and one of those matches affected the O's as Eastley came from behind to beat Dover 2-1 with two goals from Paul McCallum, <laughs> believe it or not, which meant that we slipped down a place in the league table to 15th. So thank you to XO Mr McCallum there. Yeah, Wednesday the 28th of March then, Josh Coulson announced that his wife Lauren had given birth to uh, a new baby girl and they called her Harper, which is a really pretty name, uh, and that had happened on Tuesday night. So welcome to the world, Harper, and congrats to Josh, Lauren, uh, and Josh's dad, Dave, and all the family. Congrats to you all. Well done, Josh. And staying on the birthday theme, happy 29th birthday to Joe Woodleston. So March, late March is a bit of a 
coup for um, yep. late night birthdays. Summer loving. Yeah, my birthday, Lawless, <laughs> Willowson, Coulson's had a baby. I think there's one more baby to follow as There well. is, absolutely there is. But before we get on to that, Daily Mirror journalist reported on Wednesday that an Orient fan had won nine million quid on the lottery and it was uh, soon after revealed that that fan was a chap called Paul Got Long. Gotta give it. Do you know what? Kudos to you, Paul. Huge congratulations. This is a life-changing event, and uh, hopefully you haven't found too many new friends uh, through this newfound fortune. And it was reported that he'd uh, been and watched the Woking match last <laughs> week, and uh, we'd won 3-0. He'd sat in a new seat, um, and he thought his luck was in, so on the way home he stopped off and bought a, uh, a lucky dip for that for the lottery that evening. And Thought he'd won nine grand to start with, and then it turns out that he's won nine million three hundred thirty-nine thousand quid. So, well done uh, to you, Paul. Uh, I believe the club have already been in touch. That might not come as a surprise. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. But uh, spend your money wisely. Yep. And the Thursday, the 29th of March. One more birth to tell you about, and this time, congratulations to O's goalkeeper Charlie Granger and Holly on the birth of their child. So, congratulations, Orient baby in the world. Absolutely. So well done and congrats to Charlie, Holly and all their families. In the evening of Thursday the 29th of March, it was the Loft Special General Meeting that was held at the Supporters Club. Steve, you were there. Yep. Um, I missed it, unfortunately. If you missed it, the whole meeting, which is just under an hour at 59 minutes, is on all of our usual platforms. So that's soundcloud.com forward slash orient-outlook. Tune in, uh, Stitcher. Uh, iTunes if I haven't already mentioned that um, so it's just under the hour mark you can hear it from start to finish because we caught it the video footage is on our Twitter uh, Twitter site as well but what we thought we'd do uh, as that happened in the hour but there was a little bit of confusion still uh, around the outcomes and what the options were so we decided to catch up with Loft and earlier today we spoke to Adam Michelson who discusses the main outcome from that meeting so this is Adam from Loft so Adam, thank you for joining us. So obviously Thursday uh, just gone was the Loft SGM. SGM. So how did that all come about firstly? Well thanks for having me guys. Um, we, we, uh, as we previously said at the, 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 the previous meeting, um, we were going to have an SGM once we had taken legal advice on use of the, the, the regeneration funds. And the purpose of the meeting was to uh, proposed a motion as to what we were going to do going forward. Now, in essence, what we what we proposed were two things. Number one, uh, the proposition based upon the legal advice that we received was that we were we were happy to, and indeed we promised to, uh, offer to return any funds uh, that, that constituted a donation of a hundred pounds or more to the fund, or standing order of £20 a month or more, less the, 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 the actual out-of-pocket costs, in other words, the GoFundMe or the, the PayPal uh, commissions, uh, to, to fans that had donated it if, if, if they wish. Uh, and in the case of those, those fans that have made such donations, we'll be contacting them over the course of the next uh, sort of imminent time, over the course of the next month or so, um, to, to ask them whether or not they'd like to, to have their funds returned. There's three choices. They can have their funds returned, they can leave them with the regeneration funds, or they can uh, request that the fund is repurposed. In other words, it goes into lost general funds 
to be used on uh, projects and items that we'll vote on at the AGM. Um, so we'll be contacting all of those fans at some stage in the next month or so for that purpose. Now, in reality, of the £180,000 that we raised, about £80,000 falls into that class, as it were. So it will leave us with about £100,000 uh, irrespective of, of whether or not everybody has their money back. Clearly, if some people don't, they, they leave some with a regeneration fund or they ask for it to go into lock funds, it'll be a bit more than that, but that's about the minimum. That £100,000, the proposition was that for now, we would hold on to it for regeneration purposes um, on the basis that uh, the club is historically incredibly weak. The new owners have only just come in. We don't really know what the future is going to, to, to hold. And we take the view that if we were to, to vote to spend that money, which we could do, um, if another crisis were to come about, fans of our own club and fans of other clubs will quite rightly say, well, hold on, we gave you money before and you spent it. Um, so I think it would be a lot more difficult for us to raise money a second time around. So on that basis, we've, we've, we've proposed that the funds will be, the remaining funds will be held on to for now in the regeneration funds. Um, with the proviso that, that we'll have a review in time for each year's AGM uh, to see whether or not we maintain that recommendation or whether we alter it that the, that the, uh, the fans trust vote on repurposing the, the money for use in, in, in general projects. But for now, we're going to hold on to it for the, for the regeneration fund. So just to clarify then, if you donated over £100 to the regeneration fund, Loft will be contacting you and there's three outcomes in. So you can have the money back, or you can get it transferred into the Loft General Fund, or it stays in the Regeneration Fund. So it's those three options if you donated £100 or over. That's correct. Or if you donated and made a standing order of £20 a month or more. And they're interchangeable. So in other words, if you've, if you've made, say, a donation of £100, you could say, look, I'd like £50 of it back, please. The rest I'd like to stay with the Regeneration Fund. Or you can say, I'd like £50 of it back, or however much you'd like back, but the remainder I'd like to have £10 into to regeneration and £20 into uh, uh, general funds, or whatever it might be. You can, you, you, anybody that's made that kind of donation at this point has the, the, the opportunity to make those choices as they choose. And for anybody that put sort of chunks of money into buckets, there's obviously no trace of that, so obviously they won't they won't unfortunately be entitled to to refunds or claims or, or anything of that nature, right? I think, I, th I think that's correct, both as a matter of law, as, of, of trust law, but also as a matter of sheer practicality. We're not in a position to be able to, 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 to trace those people. Um, but like I said, anybody that's traceable, anybody that's, that's donated by way of, 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 of traceable funds, of course, we'll, we'll, we'll be contacting them. If, if for whatever reason we don't contact you and you think that you've got, got evidence of, 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 of such a donation, we'd be, of course, happy to hear from you. And on that point then, just, just to end on, uh, Adam, if, if people do have any further questions or want to get in touch to get some advice on, on their specific circumstance, if, they're not, if this isn't clear for them, uh, where can they contact Loft? How can they get in touch with you guys? Uh, just use the email address that's on the, that's on the website. It's absolutely fine. Uh, or, or, or contact details that are on there. Okay, so that's the Loft, that's the Loft website, which we'll give uh, in the episode. Adam, thank you very much indeed uh, for that insight. Is there any sort of final final message for for anybody that's um, sort of you know for, for those that are listening? 
Uh, obviously, we're, we're, we're incredibly grateful for everybody's support. It's been a very tough time for everybody. Um, you know, we very much hope that the, 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 the fortunes of the club will, will begin to turn around now. Um, you know, and, and, and long may that, that, that support continue. Um, like I said, our, our, our thanks is, is, is heartfelt. So thank you very much indeed to Adam Michelson of Loft who gave up uh, his uh, well, few minutes of his time today. Uh, and just on the point that he um, uh, he raised in there in relation to getting in touch with them, if you go to latedorientfanstrust.com and use the Contact Us page, there are a number of um, uh, email addresses that you can use there. Adams is on there, legal at latedorientfanstrust.com. Uh, you can use that. So uh, there are also a number of other contacts there uh, for you to to use to get in touch with them if you have any questions that weren't suitably covered uh, either in the original meeting uh, or in Adam's uh, great uh, roundup there for us. Yeah, good stuff. So moving on into Mooney Friday, the 30th of March, which was Good Friday as the O's Mm. travelled away to Geisley. The team was announced of Dean Bruin goal, back four of Sam Lynn, Josh Corson, George Alicobi, Joe Willowson, Midfield made up of McEnough, Adams, Clay and Brophy, the front two of Holman and Bon. And the subs for this one was Janata, Mooney, Judd, Karoma and Ekpateta. Yeah, which meant one change from the Woking lineup as Dan Holman came in for Matt Harold, who's injured. Arthur Janata was called was recalled from his loan spell as Charlie Granger is with his partner following the birth of their child as Miles Judd takes his place on the bench following injury. And for me, I think the starting 11 really is as I would have expected. Good to see Miles back. He's had some sort of long protracted injury uh, troubles there. Interesting that Charlie Granger is absent, but Josh Coulson plays despite having had their children last week. And uh, interesting that XO Rowan Liebird lined up uh, for Geisley as well. Um, not that I really wondered where he was because he didn't really do too much for us, but also find it interesting <laughs> that when we heard that Janata was being recalled, everybody was sort of screaming, well, why isn't Sam Sargent being played? There's a bit of a discussion about that on social media yeah. as well. And obviously, if he's recalled from Leatherhead where he's playing consistently, he then won't be able to go back out again. Yeah, so it's better point. that he stayed playing first-team football for Leatherhead rather than coming to sit on the Leighton Orient bench for possibly a week and then not being in the squad at all. So yeah. it was better for his development. Your so thoughts? Absolutely agree with everything you've had to say, you bearded legend, dude. Oh, thanks. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> so the match kicked off, and in the third minute, Bond went close with a volley. Very good technique there from Bond, actually. Mm. It was palmed away by Connington, and a minute later, Clay volleys just wide. So good early start here from the O's. Yeah, the game. started off um, really sharply there. In the 13th minute, Josh Coulson heads McEnough's Cross towards goal, but Coddington did well to push the ball away. Are you thinking that, like we've said it probably a couple of times on the podcast, that obviously they're all stepping up their game against us. Like some goalkeepers seem to be having yeah, like the best well. games of their lives against us, which they're not against other clubs. Possibly. Mm. Possibly. He'd made a good save. And in the 21st minute, McEnough put in a curling free kick to the far post, but it flies just wide. Yeah, then just two minutes later, ex-Orient Loney Rowan Liebird headed over the bar, hence why I wasn't that fast where yeah, he'd gone to. Absolutely, 29th minute, Bon got on the end of Elicobi's clearance, got onto his right foot, but shot wide. Then the 30th minute, Dow Southwell strikes a powerful effort straight at Brill. Yeah, 44th minute, you can see we're powering through this, there really wasn't that much of note to talk about, but Dan Holman set up Joby McEnough inside the area and his looping shot dropped wide uh, for a corner, which is then cleared. And with a minute of injury time being played, we end up going in level. Nil-nil at half-time. Yeah, so nil-nil. All to play for in the second half. Not much really to talk about. 
few chances for, for both sides or probably having the better of the chances yeah. with the attendance announced at 1,126 although the number of away fans wasn't confirmed but quite a, f- a decent following from the looks of it on social media two or three and on television so probably about two or three hundred long, jo- long old journey um, so the second half kicked off with no subs for the O's and it was a pretty dramatic start in the second it half it certainly was it st- the drama started immediately just one minute into the second half uh, the O's play a long ball out from the back which gets through to Bond who is brought down by the Geisley goalkeeper about three or four yards probably a few, maybe a bit more outside the late, uh, outside the Geisley box as Bond was through one on one and the ref pulled out a red card as Geisley then went down to ten men and I don't think that there's any discussion about if that was a blatant red card or not was it pretty clear red from the looks of it keeper takes him out quite blatantly yeah last man simple red no one really appeals it keeper tries but in vain and from the result of free kick upstep Joby McEnough who struck one of the best free kicks he's probably ever going to strike top corner and boom the O's go 1-0 up and a perfect start to the second half and for me a fantastic free yeah. kick by Joby. No Techers. National League keeper is saving that. Not even getting close to that one. And it's great to see Joby running back towards the Orient fans to celebrate. And typically funny to see Dean Brill shouting out instructions oh. to the defence whilst the celebrations were ongoing. So the camera relax, follows Joby back. He, yeah. he almost runs back into Orient's yeah. area. And Brill is shouting at the Orient defence. <laughs> Just relax, Dean. I don't know why he's like so high. He seems like he's so highly strong. It. I don't know what's. I don't know what's going on here. Love it. Needs to chill out. He'd bust a blood vessel one day. Love it. Um, love his enthusiasm, though. You have to credit him that. Um, all quiet for the next sort of fifteen minutes. On sixty minutes, Dan Holman is replaced by David Mooney. Tactical, possibly. Or Holman might be tired. Obviously, he's still searching for that goal and couldn't find it. Maybe mm. Justin was wrestling him with today. In, in mind, mind potentially yeah. 62nd minute Ling's long throw in Sam Ling has got a very very good long throw yeah, not seen that since Clark and Cuff but we're both at yeah. it on the sideline his long throw in found Mooney who turned and finished but Mooney was a judge to have handled the ball uh, by the ref so the goal was chalked offside yep uh, handball uh, 65 minutes uh, Brophy got, got into the box on the left poked at goal but Green got a touch and cleared the ball. Yeah, Brophy having a very good spell down the left at Orange. Yeah, he's moment. loving it, isn't he? 72nd minute, Ebu Adams is booked. I'm not sure how many bookings Ebu has got, but it definitely isn't his first, so it's probably at least his third or fourth. I don't think so it's his tenth either. Maybe it could be his fifth, maybe. But well, no, not his fifth, yeah. Ten. But it's I was in ten. Oh, yeah. so there's no chance of him getting a suspension. I don't five. think so. Cool. I don't think so. With only about seven games, six games left anyway, I don't think. Not. I, don't, I think they, there's a cut-off point. I can't remember. I'm sure someone more informed than then I will be able to confirm or deny that. In the 75th minute, though, another goal for, for us. It's Joby at it again. He gets his second of the match and doubles our lead as well as he picked the ball up on the right of midfield, drove into the box with, with no real challenges from the Geisley defence and his left-footed shot past the goalkeeper. Uh, surely you think at this point, 75 minutes, not really mentioned any threats from Geisley in the second half, only one or two in the first you can tell why they are bottom of the league, but what a superb finish. Yeah, good finish. Ran at defence and no one really went to him. Opens up. Yeah, cracks it. Good yeah. finish. Yeah, great shot on him. At that point, you're thinking, right, we're done now. They've got 10 men. We're two up. Surely we can't throw this one away. But but this is Leighton Orient. You know, Anything can happen. You know what's coming. So from the resulting kick-off, Geisley given a lifeline as the ball comes to Woodison. Passes back quite harmlessly to Brill, who swung at it and wildly missed the ball. And the ball rolled into the net as Geisley 
were gifted a goal. So a few yeah. people have said the pitch wasn't very good and blamed on the pitch. And I've only seen it from the one camera angle, but it looks to me like a bit of a wild swing there from Brill. Uh, unfortunate, because obviously if the keeper makes a missed kick, it results in an own goal. Whereas if Bon or Mooney make a missed kick, it just goes out for a throw-in. Um, but we are all Orient fans. We've seen it happen so many times where you think we're safe. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. You know, but it happens unfortunately I'm sure he didn't mean to do that and the ball's just bobbled over yeah. his foot I've seen that back I've seen it happen with Paul Robinson at England yeah. to kick the ball on I think Wembley's pitch and no one will be more his... annoyed with that than Dean Brill yeah can you imagine his reaction man. in the dressing room afterwards <laughs> 76 minutes so Josh Caroma came on for Ebu Adams surprised for me that it wasn't Craig Clay that came off and it surprises me that he's gone defensive midfielder <coughs> for attacking midfielder Possibly with the 10 men, and possibly with Adams on a yellow card. Maybe thinks that Adams... To save him for Monday. Yeah, yeah just to make sure he doesn't get a red. And the next 10 minutes were fairly quiet. 85th minute was almost 3-1. It's Clay done well. Played in Bonn, uh, who was inside the box, who controlled it, got his shot away very quickly out of his feet. And the keeper, Green, who was the substitute keeper, made a good save with his feet to deny Bonn a goal there. He did. Did do very well there. 86 minutes. Just a minute later, though, Josh Caroma put in a decent cross. It just missed... An unmarked James Brophy who was lurking yeah. at the far post. And then four minutes of injury time were added on and the points were sealed in the 95th minute as a throw in from the left found its way to Brophy. He drove into the box and played the ball through to Mooney who was in the perfect Mooney position really just outside the six-yard box. Lovely side foot finish into the corner yeah. and he made it 3-1 and to ensure the points were going back to East London and the full-time whistle went straight after Ezio's won 3 1 to pick up another three points on the yeah. road. Really good goal from Moons there because like, you've seen players scuff them, try and put their laces through it, but he's just opened his body up, side foot, opened it all up, and, and just placed it in the goal. Really, I've, you know, you've seen not just not him, but players in general that are that close and either skew it wide or skew it at the keeper or up, up and over the bar. Real composure for that. If there's one striker at the club you'd want that chance to fall to, it's yeah. Mooney. Everyone else has got their strengths, but I think Mooney is still the one who you Calm know. under pressure. Yeah, so great Real finish calm. there. And good to see Mooney score score another goal. Absolutely. So Justin Edinburgh spoke uh, post-match, and these comments are courtesy of at Dulcet Dave, that's Dave Victor. Joby was a different class, Justin said. He thought that his side had been a professional, efficient, and were always in control of the game. And Joby was his man of the match. He drove the side forward, top-class professional, and his two goals were top-class as well. Yeah, Justin also went on to say that the pitch was very difficult and that it had played a part in Geisley's goal, which takes the gloss off it a little bit for me. (laughs) And that James Brophy is consistently threatening the opposition, and he provided a great assist and said it was a simple finish for Moons. And Justin concluded by saying, momentum is key. We need to keep going. We have a duty to the club and the supporters to finish the season on a high and take that on to next season. So again, I really like what Justin has it, to say. The fact they're talking about next season as yeah. well, by taking that momentum, it's kind of music to our ears about stability and continuity and bringing in good players in the summer, hopefully. Yeah, well, mathematically, we're not safe yet. So until we are, we've still got to play like we're... we're in a negative situation yeah. so um, yeah so league table that win saw us leap up the uh, national league table we are now 12th uh, with only 6 games left having played 40 we've won 13 drawn 11 and lost 16 we have a goal difference of minus 2 with 50 points now 9 clear 
of the relegation zone, although as we speak, there are games uh, underway at the moment. So as a slight amendment to that, we have dropped a place because Eastleigh are winning. We are now 13th, still on 50 points, but Eastleigh are now two points ahead of us, having played the same amount of games. Good stuff. So your views in on the guys of the game? Oh, yeah. Um, good, solid win, um, meaning we've now got back-to-back wins. Lots of possession, three good goals. Uh, we've had games where we've had lots of possession. We haven't done a job. Um, we you know, lost to Torquay, uh, a team that are you know also down there. So uh, a real sort of workman-like uh, and professional performance there, really. Huge congrats to Joby, who scored two very, very good goals. And the free kick was a real peach of a goal as well. Moons's goal, as I said earlier, showed superb technique and composure. Uh, and this is really a result that arguably you'd expect us to get. But our record against teams below us, as I just mentioned, really isn't that spectacular. But a good way to start the bank holiday weekend, really. Yeah, very good, yeah. Yours? Another good away win, making it five away wins in the last eight in the National League for Justin. So good record there. Sounded like we were always in control and that our game plan worked. Well done to Joby on his double, which meant that he has scored for the 17th year running. Amazing. Fantastic achievement there. So well done to Joby. Mm. And to cap the day off, Mooney gets his goal to put the icing on the cake. I guess, I mean, you could argue that we made a bit of a meal out of the match in the second half, but we won it in the end to show great character and we keep the momentum going. And another win, really, that for me means relegation, even though mathematically possible. I can't see it, really can't see it happening. So yeah. hopefully we go into the last six games with the pressure off and we look to climb up the table and finish as high as we can. And finally, kudos to all the travelling fans making that long journey on a bank holiday as well. Yeah. So well done to everyone involved there. Yeah, uh, so those were our views. So your views, we got quite a bit of feedback, as you can imagine, after this match. So thanks to everybody who gave us their views on our social media platforms. And again, we will try and read out as many as we possibly can. But if we read them out, doesn't mean that we agree with them. We put them in for alternative views, balancing views, etc., etc. So Racker Blue App tweeted us and said, "Good result, one more win, and that'll be the season done." I think Justin Edinburgh has done a decent enough job since the shambles we were in in December. Yeah, anti knife UK is a good win. And now we can know we are not going down. We can play without fear and focus on next season. Yep. Uh, Alan BR4029. Nine, two. Hopefully that's not your bank account number. Uh, superb to get the three points, but a lack of defensive focus and sloppiness saw an unnecessarily tricky last 15 minutes in a game that the O's dominated. The opposition couldn't take advantage, hence their position. At LOFC Chaz, so it's a good performance, solid at the back, and the own goal was no one's fault. Says something when, when, says something when we wasted our chances and won 3-1, get a nice few results, and hopefully finish at least 12th where we are now or above. Yeah, and I was listening to some of the commentary uh, with Dave Victor and Matt Porter Porter, uh, joined him. And the question was asked about, so in the Football League, you get money depending on where you finish. Um, In the National League, you don't. Oh, really? You don't get anything if you finish first or 24th. Oh, okay. Nothing, nothing in between. So, that. yes, it would be nice to finish in the top half of the table. But it's not like you get more money if it's you finish higher. Absolutely not, no. And that's from, from uh, Matt Porter. Kevin Cowland tweeted us saying, Great result. Delighted and relieved that we got to 50 points, which should be enough for safety. And delighted too that Joby and Moons scored the goals. Two of my favourite players who had the courage and dignity to return to the O's to right the wrongs of the previous regime. Good nice, tweet there. Nice put there, Kev. Yeah, Nina Barone 27 says, I'm over the moon, E. Oh, very like good. I'm grateful for whoever scores, but I do love it when it's Mooney. Deserves to stay next season. Yeah, and I saw him respond to someone's tweet who put out who's like the best or favourite Orient player, and he responded saying, 
It's def- definitely him. Top, all red top guy. <laughs> Great stuff uh, from Dave Moody there. At Len M4 said, we're so lucky to have Joby McEnough. Even though he has the odd off game, his class is there to see and we are a much better team when he plays. Delighted that he won the game for yeah. us. At El Castaneto says, big performances from Joby and George Alicobi, but we do need to be more ruthless against 10-man bottom team to get out of this league. Yeah, Gary Hammond-Perk said, great three points. Joby was my man of the match, even without the goals. Pitch was awful, which made our passing poor. Let's go on a winning run to make our season positive for the future. Come on, you O's. Yeah, thank you to Gary for your mug order. I'm glad to see that it got to Hull safe and sound. So thank you for your tweet there. At Orient Jeffs is a good win. A bit nervous, though, after our goalkeeper made an error. Now we've got three goals. Is everyone going out and buying a lottery ticket? Should have done <laughs> Good that. One. Should have done it. I think Brophy played a blinder again. I can't count how many times he's going to defence despite being fouled numerous times. Well done, James. And Brophy has just been immense since he's yeah. been back. And hopefully you know, he can keep this form up because him and Ebu, and Joby, Bond were assets to the club. They all are so... Long mate, continue. Yeah, indeed. Only one team said, always good to win, especially on the road. Though Geisley were poor and the sending off changed the game. Superfery kick from Joby and his second was also quality, but the own goal was schoolboy standard. Thankfully, Mooney put the game to bed. Overall, we made hard work of it, but got three points. Yeah, the final word this week goes to at L- Alan. I can't read today. At Alan Macula one who says, superb. Let's try and keep the consistency going. Just hope we can keep this squad together for next season and we can really push for promotion up the O's. So again, thank you to all your tweets. They were all tweets that came into us at Orient Outlook and you can tweet us at any time of the week or day. It does not have to be during a match or after a match. It can be as early or as late as you would like. Keep sending us your tweets. Yeah. Very much appreciated. Absolutely. We are at Orient Outlook on Twitter. Find us on Facebook by searching Orient Outlook Podcast. We are on Instagram as well. We are Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast. Or you can use old-fashioned email if you want to. It's Orient Outlook at Outlook.com. So, Prediction League update. We can update that now because, obviously, we're not playing against Maidenhead uh, today. So, at Ian K. Richardson, well done to you, as well as Tapster underscore 7, SMTH Jack 7, Gorillas 1985, Grano 75, LOFC1971, Paul Wee underscore UK, PDR 1112, Orient Gantry. Blimey, Andy got one right. Well done. Um, uh, Evil's Evilist Mick. Uh, at the Authentic Gaz, at Orient Buccaneer, at Jeladar, at Elmo John, who all correctly predicted 3-1 to the Orient. But special kudos and extra special well done to Perry382 and PM31970, who cor- correctly predicted 3-1 and also a scorer. So you get four points. Everybody else mentioned prior gets three. So the prediction league table is as follows. Unchanged at the top with Bill underscore Johnson UK on 27 points. He's had a very good season. Very good. Uh, Lawton Gamp still in second on 21. Samuel LOFC 97 is third in 20 points. But the next person down is, I think, SMTH Jack 7, who's a point behind Samuel in fourth. So Still a lot to play for to be in the top three and we will sort out a yeah, trophy. We sure will do that. So thanks again as always for all your predictions. The amount we get before a game is absolutely staggering. So keep sending us yours and can anyone catch Bill Johnson UK? There's a lot of lumpy ones today for the Maidenhead game. Yeah, there was. There's a lot of people going high either way. Going for it, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So Saturday, 
31st of March in the under-18s were in action and beat Forest Green Rovers 3-1 with goals from Jaden Phillips, Paul Satoyu and Amin Ben Youssef. So good result there for the youth and good to see Satoyu back. I thought he was a leverhead but obviously not. It's work so, experience and I think he yeah. can come back and go uh, as we need him to. Joby McEnough was named in the official National League team for Good Friday. Their comment on him was two goals for Orient at Geisley. And they mistakenly went on to say the veteran has now scored in each of the past 17 seasons, which is not strictly true. It should be years. The difference being that there are obviously two seasons in a year, the end of one and the beginning yeah. of another. So, uh, Sunday the 1st of April. Yep, slow day. Nothing really happened apart from a very happy birthday to Leighton Orient. SLO, Karen Harrison. So happy Karen, birthday, Karen. Thank you for all the work you did for the club and we hope you had a superb birthday. Yep, so moving on to today then, it's Monday the 2nd of April. So as we record, we should be literally doing a full-time tweet now to say, what did you think of the Maidenhead game? However, unfortunately, the club tweeted after (laughs) midday, this this is how today unfolded. Just after midday, the club tweeted that the referee had arrived and had concerns about a few areas of the pitch and there would be an official pitch inspection at 1.30. Following this... The match was postponed at 1.45 as the ref deemed parts of the pitch to be dangerous, which is mainly in the southwest and northwest corners uh, of the pitch. Yes, Ross Embleton told the local Guardian, he said, I think as frustrating as it is for everybody, if the player's safety is a threat, then the most rational decision is to call the game off. The weather has been a freak this winter. Personally, I think we've played on the pitch when it has been a lot worse. And I think there's been circumstances this year where there's been one or two games where the pitch has been in a worse state than it has been now. But the minute surface water is on there, that's the minute where you start to cast some doubts. Unfortunately, there has been no game today. We was all hoping we'd see one because we were yeah. been, you know, playing so well. But the referee said it wasn't to be. So your views in on that? Yeah, a bit disappointing, obviously, to, especially to call it off so late in the day. Um, feel the, for the fans who really travel a distance to get to the game that's not just Orient uh, not just away fans that's Orient fans yeah. as well um, and obviously well done to everybody who went on the pitch to try and aerate it out and you know get rid of some of that surface water I'm sorry that your efforts were in were in vain but obviously I'm just waiting for cue the, the mass overreaction from fans about what a joke it is and etc etc the natural overreaction yeah for your me views. Credit to today, Victor, actually, today, who live-filmed the pitch inspection on Twitter. So it was a bit strange watching it. Because you don't ever see him. No, it was really interesting. So yeah. well done there today, Victor. I think that's probably still on his Twitter feed. And I thought due to the timing of the pitch inspection that the game would get postponed as one thirty leaves it very late. So the referee wanted to leave it as late as he could. But, you know, based on what the referee said and what Ross has said, it's probably annoyingly the right decision. Um, but it did look like the ref thoroughly inspect the pitch and again, through watching that, it was interesting to watch. And he called over both managers who seemed okay with the decision. And Justin hasn't said it's outrageous, and he was their manager. So looks like it's been accepted by both managers. And hopefully, the game gets rescheduled. A date that is good for both. I think teams. it's going to be probably to towards win. the end of April. I think Tuesday the 24th of April is yeah. the discussed the date. But obviously, as soon as it gets confirmed, 
the club will tweet and you know we'll end up tweeting it and it will be announced in our next podcast probably yep so let's round this week up then uh, fancy football update there was Premier League football this weekend Tim Roberts is leading the Orient Outlook podcast Fancy Football League he's got 1883 points oh just two after the uh, year I was going to say wouldn't it be apt if it's 1881 it would yeah. be fantastic 12 points ahead of Dave Hyten who has jumped up into second place you've dropped a few places if I a couple of places yeah, to 46 sl- slow week Slowly, Slowly, but we yeah. go again next week. We'll see what happens. Okay. So all that leaves now is positives and negatives from the last week that wasn't. So positives, I'll do those in there. Five mm-hmm. away wins from the last eight. So decent form. We are top of the National League away form table based on the last eight games, which is fantastic. Second positive, back-to-back wins in a week. We were hoping we'd be saying it's three wins in a week, but obviously today's game has not happened. Yeah. And the last one, we're pretty much safe from relegation. So we'll know mathematically we are not. I think we aren't going down. So, massive positive there. So, you know, we settle again National League and go again next season. Yeah, negatives this week. Unfortunately, obviously, the pitch. Thankfully, there aren't too many games left to play at home. And again, that's no reflection on the ground staff. No, uh, not at, at all. The club. That's previous investment or lack of it from the previous uh, ownership. Obviously, another negative, the goal that we conceded uh, at Geisley was a poor one um, to uh, concede and obviously today's performance uh, sorry today's postponement uh, obviously being that we want to play it given that, that we are in good form at the moment so yeah a bit of a shame there but um, we we live to fight another day yeah we get to have one more Tuesday night game which is always enjoyable yeah and great fun so we'll go again for that one so hero of the week would be no surprise to anybody it's the two goal hero the brace hero that is Joby McEnough we know you don't listen so you know we know that you won't be aware of this but well done to you anyway so next week's fixtures in just the one fixture coming up this week as we entertain Barrow at Brisbane Road on Saturday the 7th of April so Barrow are playing AFC Fold Tuesday night and are currently 20th in the National League so currently just one place off the relegation places and they are on that on goal difference although they do have two games in hand over Solihull in 21st place so it is really going to be a must win game for them but one on paper that you would look at and say we should really be looking to take maximum points from that one so if you're going have a great Saturday and we hope you get to see an Orient win yep so that is it thank you very much indeed for joining us uh, for episode 138 a frustrating end to an otherwise positive Easter weekend as we ran out comfortable winners against the league's bottom team in Geisley having gained back to back wins you always want to play games to keep the momentum going but the weather affected the pitch which due to lack of investment from the previous owners has been deemed unsafe in parts so we await news of the rearranged date and look forward to Saturday's game against Barrow as we look to put any fears of a relegation battle firmly to bed. So we'll be back with episode 140 on Sunday the 15th of April. So no podcast this weekend because I am in Butlins in Bognor Regis. If anyone else is in Bognor, come and say hello um, and let us let me know you're all happy. Episode 139, no? No, it's 139 as we record. Oh, then I made a mistake. Yeah. Thanks for joining us for episode 139, everybody. <laughs> uh, appreciate that. So uh, again, no podcast this Sunday. So we are back on the 15th of April, the day before the 16th of April. And we'll also have <laughs> all the information and views that you could ever need. And this is our normal time to plug the iTunes review. So if you haven't reviewed us on iTunes yeah. and you listen, come on and give us a review. We do like seeing your feedback um, and it's always good. And if you listen on SoundCloud, 
TuneIn and Stitcher, add us to your favourites, and that way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. We're also on the Alexa devices now from Amazon. I showed Paul on mine how cool yeah, it is to shout out cool. or out the podcast when it comes on. And if you think you have an older relative or an older friend or someone who doesn't listen and you think should listen, then tell them about the podcast. Get them involved. It's always great to hear from new, li- new listeners and see new names listening to us on the uh, stats. Indeed. And also, we still have a few mugs left. Um, if you want one, uh, with pleasure, uh, they're £7 each. You can buy in bulk two for £12, uh, which would make that £6 each. There is postage on top of that at £3. Uh, if you want to save three quid on the postage, uh, we can deliver it to you at a home game. So thank you very much indeed uh, for listening this week. We look forward to hearing from you. And as always, have a great week. Keep calm and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's. Have a great week. Have a great week.